you guys chill out? I'm trying to do a podcast. What is up, everybody? We are back. It is section 312. Uh, you can hear me clearly now. I'm out of the dentist chair. Two teeth gone. Two less in my mouth. I can talk clearly now. The teeth are gone. Uh, we got a lot to get to, though. The Notorious One is officially back. We have an NFL championship recap, Super Bowl matchups. We get into the Astros cheating scandal a little bit more. We got some MLB talk, some NBA talk, a brand new Sneedlers list, and a starting five athletes we would love to see step inside that octagon. Uh, But before we get into today's show, this episode of the podcast is brought to you guys by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a DFS app for prop bets. They have eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by only using the top-tier athletes. Go check them out in the marketplace. Download Thrive Fantasy and enter our code SEC312 when you sign up, and you will get a match on your first deposit of up to $10. Guys, you can bet overs, unders. They're prop bets. Only the best of the best. Like Luka Doncic, under 90 points or over 110 points. It's easy money, guys. Go download it or go check them out at thrivefantasy.com. Okay, uh, I watched the fight. I'm sure Matt saw highlights. Jeremy, did you watch the fight? I didn't, but I did see the highlights. Okay, I first off, I want to talk about how stupid it is that with the Disney Plus Plus package where you get Disney Plus, Hulu Plus, and ESPN Plus, I thought I was going to be able to get the fight and watch it, but no. I, I have to pay $65 for the pay-per-view on the ESPN Plus app in order to watch the fight. And boy, am I glad I did not pay the $65 because the McGregor fight was only 40 seconds long. Yeah, and the rest of the card wasn't really even all that all that impressive. A couple submission victories, but, I mean, not worth... Dude, yeah, the prelim... Not, not, not the, worth 65 the, bucks. The prelim match where that girl busted her head open and the underdog who is... Uh, who was an underdog by five fifty one was the best match besides McGregor. Yeah, well, even I mean the forty second McGregor fight. I mean, you it's you can even argue that that wasn't even a good fight. Oh, I thought it. We're gonna get into it right now because I thought it was a very good fight. Those shoulders that Connor threw were deadly. Well, good good on one side. It was it was a one sided forty second beatdown. You sound like you wanted Cowboy to win. No, I mean, here's the thing. I I didn't think Donald Cerrone had any chance, and that's kind of why I didn't bother in in watching the fight. I figured it would end in the first round. I figured McGregor would would dominate him. Cerrone was sort of the the lamb to the slaughter. Now, uh, why is that UFC? Now, why is that though? The man is the all time wins leader, yet he couldn't. He's not a match for McGregor. Because here's the thing, he's 36 years old, he's been getting his ass kicked for his last few fights, and he's basically becoming sort of what happened with Chuck Liddell back in the day for the UFC, where you know that he has knockout potential, and he's a big name, and he's one of the faces of UFC. He's the so Undertaker. You, you, yeah, you, well, I'm, I'm not a WWE guy, so that's on you, but you, you put Cerrone against McGregor, because that way you have that somewhat... There's that 
there's that little voice in the back of your head that says, ah, if anyone can beat McGregor, maybe it's Donald Cerrone. And you're like, ah, and that's kind of how the UFC was kind of pitching that was, ah, look, it's Donald Cerrone. It's the cowboy. Ah, who knows what he's going to do? But, you know, the, he didn't he didn't stand much of a chance. Maybe Cerrone, Cerrone when he was 30 could have been a little bit interesting. Cerrone now, not so much. I love the fact that after McGregor whooped his ass, he went and coped with his grandmother, with Cerrone's grandmother, and started hugging her. Did you see, as soon as he uh, won the fight, he went over to Cerrone and kneeled down, and then he kissed him on the forehead like he was one of his disciples? Well, that's what was kind of interesting about this whole thing, too. Like, we're used to we're used to seeing McGregor be loud and obnoxious. The arrogant, and, right? The and arrogant. cocky and... That was kind of his character, and now, I don't know, and it might change depending on who he fights next. I feel like maybe his demeanor changes, but I think it was kind of refreshing to see him being so respectful of Cerrone and, and Cerrone's team and Cerrone's family. I thought that was a pretty good sign. Well, I mean, when you go up to the grandmother and you talk with her and hug her and everything, I, I think he probably said, you know, I don't hit all 80-year-old people, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so he goes over, you know, he's all humbled now. I like this side of McGregor more. I think he's going to... Uh, Agreed. Be more advertised and publicized for it, you know, being looked at as the good guy in some of these upcoming fights. You know, after he won the fight, he started to promote his uh, Irish whiskey, Proper 12, saying he's got even bigger bottles coming out and everything. <laughs> um, I love how he just holds the mic super tight so Joe Rogan can't get it back, and he just talks for, like, five minutes before Joe even asks a question. But who... <laughs> Who is next on McGregor's list, do you think, in the UFC? Who do you think is going to be his next opponent? I, and I've, I've already talked to some people about this. I think what would be the smartest move for everybody involved, smart for the UFC, smart for McGregor, smart, smart for his opponent, I think Jorge Masvidal should be who he fights next. Cerrone for the BMF title? He, huh? For the BMF title? Absolutely. That would be awesome. Because here's the thing. Khabib easily beat McGregor the last time they fought, which was, it feels like that was five years ago. I'm exaggerating, of course. But McGregor is in no shape to fight Khabib right now. And he had the layup with Donald Cerrone, and that's great and all. But Jorge Masvidal would be a really good test to see if McGregor is really as good as he looked against Cerrone. And like I said, that was more of a layup fight anyway. So if he fights Masvidal, who's in his prime and is a bad, bad man, <laughs> Masvidal is a bad man. If McGregor can go in and handle Masvidal like he handled Jose Aldo in the past, Eddie Alvarez, and all these other guys back then, then you schedule the Khabib-McGregor rematch. Once he's fully back in that fighting spirit and, and in that routine and can prove that he can beat a tough man once again. Now, are we in agreement then that we think the Diaz 3 would just be a waste of time? Absolutely. I, I saw that in your in, in your text today. We were, uh, I was looking at that. Because he said, tweeted God, it. God, because he tweeted not. it and said he wanted a Diaz 3. That's why I brought it up. I think I, think I would rather see McGregor Mayweather 2 than another Diaz fight. You know, I would I would like to see Honestly. Okay, let me put it this way. Would you rather see a Mayweather McGregor 2 or a Mayweather Pacquiao 2? 
probably since I don't really give a damn about boxing either, I'd rather see McGregor try to fight Mayweather again because I thought McGregor did a decent job in hanging in there against against Mayweather, and I mean Mayweather's a, a, a tough dude as well. I mean, so I think it'd be interesting for for McGregor to to do that again. Not saying I want it to happen, but if those are my choices, I'd like to. I'd, I would rather see McGregor. Yeah, so McGregor wins by 40 seconds. You know, the notorious one is back. Who knows when he'll fight again? I'm sure he'll have another one towards the end of the year because they take a he substantial fight, amount he, of time he off. Wants to, he wants to fight again before the summer. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he really didn't get hit at all. So, I mean, I guess he's good, right? He doesn't have to recover from anything. Yeah, and Masvidal said he's ready to go within the next few months, too. So, I mean, we could be looking at... April or May for for another uh, for a potential McGregor fight. I am a huge Conor McGregor fan. I don't Agreed. like. I I never used to be as big of a fan as I am now, but I I do like Conor McGregor. He's probably my favorite fighter in the UFC. I've I've always loved him. I don't I don't mind. And I was I was talking to some people about this in the sport of in the sports like WWE, MMA, and boxing. I don't mind people being arrogant and obnoxious as long as they can back it up, of course. And McGregor, for those for those years of his prime, he could back it up. And not only that, he would call his shots, which I thought was wild. That he'd be, he'd say, "I'm ending this in the first round, TKO." Mark my words. And sure enough, Saturday night comes, TKO first round. I just always thought that was insane, uh, but in a, in such a fun way that he can actually call his shot. Yeah, I, you know, I want to give a shout out to uh, one of my buddies who actually posted on Facebook the link to the fight, so I was able to watch all the fights illegally <laughs> off of my phone. It's because I wasn't gonna, I was gonna pay the money to get the pay per view, especially as frustrated as I was about the whole ESPN Plus Disney Plus thing. It's like, okay, so now really I know ESPN Plus is only for college and reruns of the good stuff. So <laughs> even even better, select NHL games and MLS. Even better, I knew a guy. I know a guy who watched the McGregor fight through his window of another guy in his apartment complex who had a big enough TV, and so he mooched off of the guy's TV in another building to watch the fight. That's that's like some Renaissance time type shit, you know. That's doing the most in order to get what you want, you know. Uh, Not but, really. He just looked out the window and was like, "Oh, look, that guy has a huge TV, and he's." There's nothing blocking me from watching this, so I'm just gonna stand in the window. That's like when and... you're. That's like when you're sitting in your apartment and you have the really hot neighbor, and she just comes out of the shower and her towel falls, but you could see her apartment through her window, and you just sit there and you're like, "Oh, what's gonna happen next?" What are you? Are you living in a 2000s like teen comedy? How? When has that ever happened to you? No, I was watching. Uh, <laughs> I was watching Boy Meets World earlier, and they were they they were doing the same thing, and they're like, "Oh, what are you watching?" And then they're like, "Oh, yeah. a towel fell." <laughs> and then some. And then some Blink One Eighty Two comes on in the background. Oh gosh. Some Forty One. Oh, All right, McGregor whooped Sorry. Cowboy's <laughs> ass. Jimmy Eat World. McGregor whooped Cowboy's ass in forty seconds. And now for 40 seconds, it is Matt's moment. Matt, I know you got a lot on your mind. You had a lot of losses today, uh, but you had a lot of gains too. What's your moment? Um, the uh, Even though the Salukis uh, lost at Loyola, they came out again um, at home and beat the crap out of, I believe it was Drake. So... 
Drake. Things are looking. Yeah, Drake. Drake. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Drake. I, I think you're trying to do a Drake and Josh impression, maybe. No, is that, is that where you're going? Oh, no. okay. You, you you never saw the Soldier Boy video. Uh, he's like I've Drake. Heard of Soldier Boy. He's like no. the guy who had the kid from the world, but had the world from the kid. I've I've never seen that video. Oh, Neither that have dude, I. <laughs> that dude became irrelevant after Crank That. Um, what? But then, uh, yeah, he you don't, you don't believe in the comeback? You re- Soldier Boy comeback? Soldier the Soldier Boy phones, the Soldier Boy gaming consoles, like kiss what? Me, kiss me through the phone. That was a solid song. Turn my swag on. <laughs> Pretty boy swag. <laughs> anyway, that's what I was saying. Uh, the Salukis right now look like a 500 team for the uh, for the rest of the season. Could they beat um, the Bulls? Could they beat the Bulls? What? No. <laughs> I, pro- probably not because what? you got the professional. You got you got professional level and collegiate level. I don't know, man. The Bulls but, are pretty bad. Qu- I mean, Quinn's I don't like know. The, you, same... the Salukis have Brian Mullins on their side, and yeah, you he's, know, he's better. He's the, better uh, than Jim Boylan. <laughs> Well, don't lobby him for the Bulls job. We need him at SIU. Uh, but ever since he, uh, ever since Mullins took the uh, head coaching job, the team like did a flip. You know, they're working harder, even though they're losing a little bit. Um, it's because it's a brand new ass team. Well, yeah, because Except, he like, can get up and down the court he, with him, right? Because Barry and how Henson about injuries too. SIU has been a yeah huge freaking Aaron Cook dude. Team. He had a, like a broken foot or a broken hand or something. And now he's out for the rest of the season. He's trying to get that medical red shirt for his uh, senior, senior year. Well, yeah, because I think he only appeared in, what, one game? So they should be able to... If they gave... They gave... SIU got medical red shirt for... Um, what's his name? The really tall guy. Um, they gave him a medical red shirt. They should be able to give uh, Aaron Cook one. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But they should... Uh, ever Like, since the Drake game, I th- think you got that momentum to try win a few in a row and uh, maybe have a good seating for the Missouri Valley Tournament. And that was Matt's moment. It's always about the Salukis or the Cardinals. You know, I'm waiting for like a Snapple fact or something. But <laughs> To be honest, I didn't really have a moment, but then you built it up, so I had to come up with something real quick. Okay. Before we get into the NFL here, uh, Matt, I know you don't watch the NFL, but do you at least watch the Super Bowl? Um, you for mean the, com- the super bowel for for the commercials <laughs> um, at least. I watch it for the commercials. I'm always going to watch it for J Lo and Shakira. And no, I'm always interested in seeing what commercial is Budweiser going to come out with this time. Okay, you know, you remember last year how everybody was play like you could place bets in Vegas on because uh, SpongeBob was leaked that Travis Scott was going to bring out SpongeBob. Uh, I think there's bets this year that Shakira and J Lo in Miami bring out Mr. 305. Okay. Oh, I think that that's has a to given. happen. Dude. That's a given. That has to happen. Yeah, that's a given. That has to be low odds on that one. He's already and he's happened. And he's already perform. They said he's performing the the pregame show too. So he's already going to be there. Oh right, gosh. Exactly. What about Flo Rida in Florida? Is he coming out too? Nah, Flo, Flo Rida's not a. I don't think he's a Miami guy. Do they have any songs? Or he might together, be. like Pitbull and Flo Rida. Do have anything? Pitbull and Flo Rida do, I believe. Okay. Why do I call? Why do we call him Flo Rida? We should just call him Florida. I think he would because I get it. Out of you, I, I get it because he rides the flows of the beats that are presented in front of him. 
But I don't know if that's exactly true. Why? No, that's it's, that's it's, flow it's ride up. <laughs> it's Florida split up, but uh, hey, it might be you know on the flow. Anyway, I'm excited for the commercials. I'm excited that you know I finally got my wisdom teeth out now, so I can eat a substantial amount of garbage because I've been doing very good with my diet in this workout program. So I'm gonna go nuts during the Super Bowl. Um, you go, girl. You go, girl. NFL championship recap: We got the Chiefs. And the Titans. The Chiefs trailed again. It looked like the Titans were going to get the victory, but then the Chiefs woke up, and it was all downhill for the Titans from there. But they kept it close. They kept it close. The Titans had a very good season. Derrick Henry in the flesh. Woo-woo. Couldn't get it done. King Mahomes. Uh, So the Chiefs. First time in the Super Bowl in 50 years. I think they're, they are the underdog at Vegas against the 49ers. No, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the favorite. Are you serious? Yeah, they opened up as a slight favorite. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's interesting because now I kind of want to go put money on the 49ers because I thought the 49ers were going to be the favorite. Because the 49ers beat the shit out of the Packers. Aaron Rodgers like didn't even show up to the game. Uh, he kind of just gave up, too, with that butt fumble. That fumble was... Uh, well, I can't call it a butt fumble because it wasn't Mark Sanchez-esque. But, no pun intended. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Big-time moment against the team that he wanted to get drafted by. And he came up very short. Uh, are you concerned if you're the Packers? I mean, there's there's a little bit of concern. I mean, you can you can just kind of tell that they were really just under undermanned, and I think ultimately, I think the Packers need they need an interior D lineman to stop the run. That's that's number one, but also they need a damn receiver. I mean, Alan Lazard's been great filling in for for the time being, but they need to give Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers some help and bad. Well, there's plenty of receivers that are going to be available free agency. Uh, Maybe they get an A.J. Green, even though he's hurt every year. Maybe, you know, they go out and get somebody else. But I read the headline and I put it in the outline for the show. Uh, Basically, the Bears beat the Packers. Yeah, I don't. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? I'm entire. I'm I'm very confused. Because a transitive property or something like because, that. Because uh, because of PEMDAS. Because former Bears uh were the only ones to score all the points against the Packers, uh Raheem Mostert and uh, Robbie Gould. So, really, the Bears beat the Packers. Yeah, you can keep telling yourself that, and I don't. I don't exactly buy it. <laughs> What do you, like uh, what, like what, what do you mean you don't buy it? They were both former Bears, and they did everything. Yeah, well, here's the thing with Raheem Mostert. And and all, all of the like 15 teams that he played for can try to take credit for, for him doing what he's doing now, but they're a bunch of damn liars because the Bears cut, nobody, the Bears nobody cut thought Mostert. Raheem Mostert was going to do this. The Bears <laughs> cut Mostert nobody thought that. for Joyke Bell. Just let that sit in. For Joyke Bell. Well, Joyke Bell probably could have ran for 200 yards against the Packers on Sunday in that in that kind of 49ers offense. Tevin Coleman might play though. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why you'd why you'd risk that. I mean, with with how with how Mostert looked, but you got to think the Chiefs are probably going to do 
a much better job of stuffing the run, though. Yeah, but they're also that they but, stuffed Henry. But the Chiefs are also going up a super uh, more efficient defense in the 49ers than anybody else they've faced in the playoffs. I mean, to an extent. I mean, you got to give the Titans defense some credit. It's I mean, not better been, than they, the Niners. They, they, but they, but it's not like it's that far of a step down. Okay, from but the, the 49ers, from the Titans to the Niners, the 49ers defense was the best defense in the entire playoffs this year. Well, yeah, but like I'm saying, it's not like the Chiefs. The Chiefs have already played against some decent defenses, and you've seen what they've done. It's not like the Niners are going to be that much tougher. I mean, they are tough. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, Bosa got banged up a little bit in that championship game. So there's no guarantee he's healthy. Sherman Sherman's shown that he's obviously not the same guy he used to be. And he's gotten beat a few times. He got beat on Sunday. I mean, and he's getting bullied. He's getting bullied by Darrell Revis. (laughs) Yeah. I, I forgot about Darrell Revis. I don't even know what he, what, what he's been up to. Apparently just trying to troll people for going to the Super Bowl. So, so I think that was the, that was the easiest clapback ever with Sherman just saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to the Super Bowl." What? <laughs> right? What are you doing? Right? So, Super Bowl is set in Miami. The Pro Bowl happens beforehand. I don't really like the Pro Bowl. I, I think it's probably my least favorite, like All Star Game type ordeal. Not even worth watching. No, because now they're doing like dodgeball tournaments and all these crazy ass well, that's, ridiculous. Well, that's in the that's the skill showdown. That's on a different night, and that's actually a lot of fun. You got to give that a try. That's actually fun to watch. Super Bowl prediction: I'm taking the 49ers. Chiefs 41-34. Okay, Jeremy. Now listen to me. I'm going <laughs> to give you your chance right now to redeem yourself. All right. <laughs> Chiefs okay. win, you don't owe me anything. The 49ers okay. win, I want my fucking pizza. Yeah, okay. That was that was gonna be my my offer to you as well was clear cut, I'll buy you a Giordano's pizza if the if the 49ers win. But if they don't, we can wipe the slate clean. Okay. Virtual glad, glad, glad virtual shake right now for everybody listening. I'll spit on it, too. I'll spit on my hand. Sweet. Just how I like it. <laughs> Other the news. so that Jeremy and Quentin shook hands. Other news. Antonio Brown was in the headlines again today. But it turns was. out. But it turns out that it was his trainer that got arrested for burglary and battery. Not Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah, but still. <laughs> He's still associated that I'm sure I'm sure he had something to do with this, right? You got to can't you assume that or at least if you're the NFL, that's what you're going to assume. Antonio Brown also got fired. Not just from a team, his agent fired him. Said you are not yeah, but my he client. Already, he already hired an agent like an hour later though. Well, yeah, who wouldn't want to be an agent for Antonio Brown, you know? But after all the PR stuff that's been happening, I'd it's got to be a stressful job, right? It's got to be. He's probably on call twenty four seven. Well, just wait. His music career is going to take off. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's trying to be Le'Veon. Him and Le'Veon are going to. But I, I actually like Le'Veon. They're going to make a Steelers diss track. <laughs> Speaking of music, do you listen to the new Eminem? I did. I love it. I'm I'm pleasantly I'm pleasantly surprised by that. I, I did not one. I never expected him to do a song with freaking Juice World, 
And two, I never thought I would enjoy an Eminem and Juice World song as much as I do. Dude, I like every song on that album except for that Yaya song. Yaya song? Yeah, there's a song on there called like Yaya. I, I, I don't like it. Mac Miller's album is very good too. Rest I hated Mac. Mac Miller's album. Are you serious? Every Here's the thing. I was a diehard Mac Miller fan for a long time in his mixtape days and when Blue Slide Park came out and, and all that. I loved his TV show, like all that stuff. Everything he came out with after Macadelic, which was the mixtape after his debut album, Blue Slide Park, Macadelic was amazing. Everything he did after that, I thought was straight trash. You're crazy. I thought Drugged Out Mac was the best Mac. No. Yeah. No, Watching movies with the sound off, classic. Terrible. Classic. Probably his, probably his worst Probably his worst. The Divine Feminine and Good AM, those are great albums. Those are terrible. Especially compared to the music he used to put out, like they're not even the same people. Swimming? You didn't like swimming? No, and the only reason swimming got nominated was, you know, because of unforeseen uh circumstances, but I'm a firm believer that that's the only reason it got nominated for a Grammy. That's crazy. I thought swimming in circles were same thing with uh, Nipsey Hussle. They not, all of a sudden they nominated Nipsey Hussle for Grammys after after he passes away. I That's, don't think that I don't think that makes any sense. I was never really a big Nipsey uh, Hussle person, but back to football. We're getting a little off track here, but that's okay. We like to have fun. Uh, Matt looks like he has no idea what we're talking about because he only listens to classical in Radio Disney. So you was you was wrong. I listen to smooth jazz. <laughs> Did you listen to Jeff Goldblum's uh, jazz album? Uh, no. Uh, did you know that even exists? No. Uh, well, <laughs> if you're a jazz guy, Jeff Goldblum hey, man. has his own. I'm album. a casual listener. Jeff Goldblum like is that the, the is that the... is that the apartment guy for Apartments.com or something? I think well, so. Yeah. He, he's also a famous movie star, but yes. <laughs> yeah, he was in Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know who Jeff Goldblum is. I'm not. Well, he's also I'm a, a jazz. Cas- I'm a casual listener of smooth jazz. I, I like the sound of the saxophone because I played it. And also, I think you skipped me on the super bowel um, prediction. I want to go with the Chiefs, too. Wow. Attaboy. Wow. Attaboy. That's because yeah. you're close to Kansas City. So I, I, th- it, exactly. I feel it's like you're prediction. adopting them it's more as like a team. A, that's exactly right. Yeah? Yeah. Bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the NFL, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the last topic I want to get to in the NFL. Uh, apparently, the, they're proposing to have the NFL draft next year at, in Las Vegas. And they're going to have, like, the red carpet on the water at the Buckingham Fountain. Is that what it is? The Buckingham Fountain? It's the Bellagio. The Bellagio Fund. Why did I see Buckingham the Buckingham? Chicago, yeah, the dude. Buckingham's in Chicago. Why? Why, why am I thinking that? <laughs> you um, uncultured swine. How? Right. How funny would it be if somebody falls into the fountain? Not funny. It's almost guaranteed to happen. Right. Well, well here's like, the thing. You, since here's it's the in thing. Vegas, there should be a bet for it. Here's the thing. They're not gonna. They're not gonna have the fountain on during the draft with the damn. Uh, with the floating uh, stage on it. They're not going to have the fountain going off. These people are in rented $1,000 suits and 
they're NFL's future all stars. They're not going to risk any sort of poss- like any sort of possibility that they're going to get hurt. But it makes for a good camera shot. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Roger Goodell up there announcing Joe Burrow as the number one pick, and he slips and falls and tears his ACL? Oh my God, he would have a heart attack. Dude, the entire state of Ohio would have a heart attack, and the state of Louisiana, and anyone associated with the NFL, and Las Vegas itself. Like there would be so much hell to pay if that happened. So it's not even going to be a chance. The NFL should pay anyway. But that's a different topic. <laughs> you're like a you're like a jealous ex girlfriend. No man, that's not even <laughs> it. Just any any mention of the NFL, you're like I hate them. He basically robbed us and then like escaped town. So that's shitty. Not, that's not the NFL's fault. That was Stan Kroenke's fault. No, I, that that was Kroenke. Yeah, <laughs> Kroenke like stole everything and left. And that's what and I mean. You're like NFL a jealous ex girlfriend. That was like. That was like five years, at least, well, whatever that was, like 10 years ago. Get over it. Uh, the city of St. Louis uh, <laughs> filed a lawsuit against the NFL and Kroenke. And, uh, Get over it. Um, because they fucked them out of some money. i tell you what. Here's your project, Matt. Build a fence and get over it. I don't got that kind of money. <laughs> well, get the because money. Because Kroenke stole get it from the supply. <laughs> I stand by my notion. Build a bridge. I live four like fence four minutes a- away. I live four minutes away from a Home Depot and a Lowe's. All right. Well, get the supplies. And like I said, get over it. <laughs> so Matt is over the NFL. And now it is time for another Sneed Lose list before we jump into some MLB action. What is on your list this week? What Things to doing- watch other than the NFL. <laughs> We are doing part two of my my Sneedler's List uh, series in players to watch in the 2020 MLB season. So last week was the AL Central in which I voted Lucas Giolito, excuse me, as the player to watch in the AL Central. So this week it is the NL Central, and I'm glad I didn't put Marcelo Zuna on the list since he is on his way to Atlanta with King Felix and the other Atlanta Braves. Uh, so that'll be interesting. But getting us started at number 10, I have Nicholas Castellanos with a question mark next to it because there's a chance he might not play in the NL Central. We don't know yet. But if he does, he's going to be incredibly important if he stays with the Chicago Cubs, who are going to need a, who are going to need to give David Ross a lot of help in making sure that their offense is good enough to potentially get them back into the postseason. Number nine, Mr. Christian Yelich. Had a terrific season last year, to put it lightly, and would have probably continued his tremendous season if it wasn't for a rough knee injury where he fouled the ball off his knee, which is very painful. Um, Not speaking from experience, but I can imagine it's not a good time. So he's going to be coming back from injury. He is obviously the most important part of the Brewers and the face of that franchise and one of the faces of baseball. So he, him coming back healthy is going to be incredibly important number eight mr chris archer from the pittsburgh pirates yeah remember him remember when he was actually kind of a big deal with the tampa bay rays and now he's kind of fallen into into obscurity and that sort of oh yeah i remember him but what happened to chris archer i don't know and and right now chris archer definitely needs a bounce back season when right now tampa has won that chris archer trade without a question in receiving tyler glass now and Austin Meadows 
in return for, for Chris Archer. So Chris Archer, not only to give Pittsburgh something to cheer about, but also if he performs well enough, he could always find himself on trade bait to another team. So he comes in at number eight on players to watch in the NL Central. Number seven, one of the most jacked players in the MLB, Mr. Michael Lorenzen. And I have him listed on here more for curiosity because he's a he's a guy who's the definition of pitchers who rake. And right now there's videos of him working out with Noah Syndergaard, which are incredible. He said he wants to fight in, in MMA. And he hits dingers. He pitches as he throws a hundred. Like he's just an interesting character. But why not use him as a batter more often? Now it's tough with him being in Cincinnati. They don't have the DH, but it'd be cool to see him playing more outfield. They experimented with him playing outfield a little bit in the past. It could be an interesting move if they start using him for offensive purposes as well as for his fielding and pitching at prowess. So he comes in at number seven. And number six, sticking with the Cincinnati Reds, Eugenio Suarez, who has turned into one of the quietest sluggers in baseball, hitting 30 and 40 home runs uh, each of the last couple seasons there, coming out of absolutely nowhere. Um, But he is someone who uh, you should watch out for. And I think the Cincinnati Reds are an interesting team moving forward uh, this season in, in 2020, similar to the White Sox, where I think all of a sudden, They've got this young talent. They've made some moves, and they could surprise some people due to the NL Central being sort of a toss-up. The Cardinals are obviously going to be good. The Cubs, the Brewers, I mean, they're all going to be kind of jam-packed in there. But the Reds could sneak their way through there, depending on on what happens with, with the other teams. So Suarez, he's going to have to be a big part of that offense if the Reds are going to be crucial. So to get us started... Castellanos, Yelich, Archer, Lorenzen, and Suarez are the first five on the top ten players to watch. NL Central Edition. Number five, our first St. Louis Cardinal on the list, Mr. Tommy Edmond. Time will tell to see if he's the next Paul DeYoung, where he comes up, has a great time as a rookie, and then kind of fiddles away, fizzles away a little bit, or if he's going to be a crucial part of their offense. Tommy Edmond a fascinating young talent for the St. Louis Cardinals. At number four, Mr. Brian Reynolds, who was a bright spot for the Pittsburgh Pirates last year, batting 314, holding it down in the outfield for the Pirates, who have an interesting core of guys with Josh Bell uh, in there as well. So things could be a little interesting there. And maybe Brian Reynolds has another big year in store. At number three, Mr. Jack Flaherty. Speaking of guys who had big years last year and can they keep it going, the Cardinals could use all the help they can get with their starting rotation. And if Flaherty can prove that he can be a consistent guy, just like Adam Wainwright used to be for them, Michael Waka for a time there. Uh, remember Shelby Miller as well. Jack Flaherty could be the ace that the Cardinals are looking for. Number two, Mr. Chris Bryant. He is an interesting character as well. If he plays good enough and the Cubs aren't winning, does he get traded? Does he get traded before the season? Does he get traded halfway? Does he go back to his MVP caliber ways and the Cubs say, no way we're trading you, you're staying with us? Chris Bryant, similar to Castellanos, if he stays with the Cubs, obviously gives the Cubs a good chance of potentially winning the division or at least getting a wildcard spot and making a postseason splash. So before the number one spot, quick recap, players to watch in the NL Central, Mr. Castellanos, Yelich, Archer, Lorenzen, Suarez, Edmund, Brian Reynolds, Jack Flaherty, Chris Bryant. And at number one, I know I mentioned Yelich as being the most important guy on the Milwaukee Brewers, 
But number one spot, I'm giving to Keston Hira. As a rookie last year for the Milwaukee Brewers, he had a fantastic rookie campaign and was a big part of them getting their their playoff push there and then and winning the division. And he's going to be important because if he has a sophomore slump, that's a bat that they're going to be relying on this season to combat Yelich and some of their other uh talent out there they lost Grandall they lost Eric Thames they're gonna need Keston Hira to be a constant figure in that lineup and so they can't afford for him to have a sophomore slump there his defense still needs to improve he can improve his base running a little bit as well but as far as hitting he is a damn good hitter and I'm hoping to see him maybe in the home run derby if he's having a good first half of the year I think that would be tons of fun and he is the player to watch in the NL Central I agree with your Edmund pick. Uh, if he wasn't on your list, I was. we're about to exchange some words. <laughs> so, yeah, Tommy Edmund, I like that. Yeah, he, like I said, he reminds me a little bit of when Paul DeYoung came up, and all of a sudden he was he was a huge part of that offense, good defensive guy. But hopefully, hopefully Edmund continues to be to be a big spot in their in their order. They're definitely going to need him, especially now that Ozuna's gone. They need they need every piece that they can get. Yeah, definitely. You have Edmund and DeYoung on the team, uh, just like last year. But it, it's going to be great. Uh, I feel like an honorable mention might have been DeYoung. See if he continues what he's doing. Yeah, him or I was thinking as well of Alex Reyes. See what happens when, when See, he comes back. See, we need back him to his... actually pitch more than two games, yeah. finally. <laughs> yeah. It's about damn time. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that immensely. He's, he's fun to watch. I got to watch him live uh, at a Cardinals game, and he, he is damn fun to watch. Nice. So the biggest news in the MLB is still the Astros cheating scandal. And more reports keep coming out, and they're saying that they used a trash can in the dugout, I guess, to kind of bang on it or alert their teammates of when pitches. I don't know what they were doing with it. I don't know what exact signs they were trying to tip off with it. But I thought it was very funny that, a tr- the AAA team for the Yankees, one of their giveaways is a miniature trash can. Oh yeah, I love it. Just a little I bit of love it. just a little bit of trolling there. And CC Sabathia came out and said that the Yankees won the World Series in 2017. Uh, well, now the city of Los Angeles wants the MLB to strip the Astros and the Red Sox of their World Series. Yeah, and give the one title to the Dodgers. Yes, sir. But that will never happen. It won't, but it's kind of fun. It's kind of funny that they're actually trying to pursue that. In in White Sox news, Blackjack McDowell says that the Sox even cheated back in the day as well by trying yeah. by stealing signs. Who, who cares? Who hasn't cheated? Who at one point? cares? Who cares? Cheating well, is okay, bad. I was. Okay. I was I was discussing that with 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 my dad about that, um, and I was like, "What good did that actually do, McDowell? Trying to, you know, he, he's basically just trying to put put some dirt on Larusa's name, trying to put some dirt on the White Sox." Like, you know, I don't, I not, don't think that's what he was trying to do. I think he was more trying to say that, hey, don't you know necessarily take everything out on the Astros organization because other organizations have been doing the same thing for years. And I feel like he was basically saying that the MLB knows about this, but they tried to keep it an internal situation from becoming public. And they know that 
at some point down the line, everybody tried to do something, all right? Whether they were caught or whether whether they weren't, it was like, what what are you supposed to do in those situations but try and, you know, keep it all handled internally and not let it get out to the public? I don't know. I think either way, I mean, I just, I think he should have kept his mouth shut. I mean, what what good does it do that he played? No, right, 19, right. It doesn't do any good. It doesn't like, do any like good was, at all. Yeah, it's not like it was five years ago where he's like, oh, by the way, but yeah, this happened in the 80s, like big deal. All I know is you should have been able to bet on the team that you play on. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's your team. You want them to do their best, so let's put a bet on them. You know, Maybe that's motivation. And then you get an extra payday. So, <laughs> Cubs convention. The Cubs convention was over the weekend, and the fans booed Tom Ricketts. Everybody thought he was going to make some big announcement, something big. He just talks about the marquee uh, network that the Cubs are going to start becoming on, which they haven't signed an agreement with Comcast's uh, Sportsnet yet or Xfinity, so we don't know what's going on with that. But they booed Tom Ricketts. Uh, the Cubs made some very small trades for some relief pitchers, one from the Red Sox and one from, who is the other guy they got? They got somebody else. Oh, that's Tepra. Tepra, right? Didn't they trade for him or sign him? Yeah, they got somebody else. I, I, I've i never heard of either of the guys that they traded for, but it was for a player to be named later and some cash considerations. Um, they also signed Josh Fegley. To be yeah, to be right. a backup catcher in AAA, uh, since our guy Taylor Davis signed a contract, a minor league deal, I believe it was, with the Baltimore Orioles organization. We'll miss you in Chicago, but we can't wait to have you back on the podcast to tell us all about Baltimore. Haven't been there <laughs> since I was like ten, um, but he should have fun. The or Camden Yards is that what uh, Baltimore is, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, sir. Camden Yards was fun when I went. I liked it a lot. It was a nice stadium. I dumped uh, popcorn on some people below us because I was a kid, and we were at the balcony, and I just, I guess I just poured popcorn over the rail and watched it all fall on these people. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, Camden Yards, it's going to be fun. Taylor, we can't wait to have you uh, back on the show. But Cubs are getting ready for spring training, as all the other teams are. And the Cubs are out in Mesa, Arizona. I will be out there in Mesa for spring training, trying to get a couple interviews. I'm still waiting for the Cubs organization to get back to me on my media pass, goddammit. But I'm sure I can get Kelly Kroll or or, uh, Jesse Rogers or David Kaplan to give me 10 minutes of their time, you know, when I get out there. But all the Cubs stuff is packed on a plane going out there. And images have shown Nick Castellanos' equipment is with the team going to Arizona. Uh, now, this could be a coincidence. You know, people use other people's equipment all the time. You know, maybe it's just a preferred bat or preferred helmet of some sort. But this could be a, a hint that he might be re-signing with the Cubs, but I know they can't really afford him. So we'll see what happens. Um, in Colorado, though, Nolan Arenado, the big talk of the the entire winter meetings and everything about this after everybody else has signed was that Nolan was on the trading block. I get well, not really on the trading block, but the Rockies, the Rockies were listening. Okay, I guess Nolan, I guess Nolan felt disrespected from the Rockies organization that they were that he 
took it as they were shopping him around to these teams. And now the Rockies have come on and said that they will not trade him by opening day. Whether or not they trade him by the deadline will remain to be seen. Uh, I'm still a big believer that the Cardinals are going to land Nolan Arenado and have Goldschmidt and Nolan on the hot corners, which would be nasty. Um, What do you do if you're in his position at this point? Uh, He feels disrespected. The Rockies, they they always make a late push every year to try and act like they're going to make the playoffs. And... I believe they did make the playoffs. Was it last year or two years ago when they beat the Cubs? Definitely not last year. They were 71 and 91 It was two years ago when they beat the Cubs um, in the wild card game. Uh, But what do you do if you're Nolan? I mean, do you want to stay in Colorado or do you want to go and compete? Well, apparently the reports I was seeing was that he was also upset that the Rockies didn't make any moves at all like not only not only were they discussing possibly trading him but at the same time they after finishing 20 games below 500 didn't make any moves to potentially contend which i think is leading to his frustration a little bit his his contract is a is a full no trade clause i mean obviously you can you can potentially waive that you know just just because you say no trade clause doesn't mean doesn't mean anything i mean you would like to think that he would that he would want to stay and that people would want to come to come and play with him in Colorado, but I can I can definitely see him at the at the trade deadline if they're if they're stinking it up, saying, "Please get me out of here." <laughs> maybe if you're Nolan Arenado, right? Maybe if you're Arenado, then you could do what Marvin Barnes did with the St. Louis, uh, I mean, uh, Spirits of St. Louis back in the day, and then just walk off the team. Until they give him what he wants. A spot on the Cardinals roster. Hmm. Or anywhere. Because it sounds like he is unhappy with the organization now. So, we'll see what happens with Nolan. I don't expect him to go anywhere until uh, maybe a week going up to the trade deadline. Same thing with Chris Bryan and the Cubs situation. I don't see them making any big... uh, big splashes until at least the trade deadline to see how healthy the team is, where they stand in the standings. The Cardinals losing Ozuna is a big help to the Cubs because he killed the Cubs last year. Uh, the Braves, though, I don't know what you're going to get out of King Felix. Okay, King Felix, It's a one-year, $1 million deal. So there's well, they, really- signed him, they, they signed him to a minor league deal, so they're just hoping that they can at least get something out of him. Well, he's, he's competing for the fifth uh, rotation spot. Yeah, like I said, yeah, one man. year, one million dollars, no harm, no foul. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a high re- uh, high reward with a low risk. Um, but now it is time for the very first bald guy of the week. This bald hey. guy of the week goes out to O Captain, my captain, number two. One vote shy of being the second unanimous inductee to the Baseball Hall of Fame. It is Derek Jeter, bald guy of the week, very first bald guy of the week for 2020. He is my buddy's boss down in Miami. Shout out, Derek Jeter, oh, captain, my captain, bald guy of the week. 
And that Ball Guy of the Week was brought to you by our friends at Karaoke Adventure. Karaoke Adventure is the place you go for all of your singing needs. They bring everything to you. The TVs, the PAs, the mics, the lighting, everything you need for a singing good time. They do birthday parties, family gatherings, block parties, a night with friends, a celebration for the ball guy of the week, a celebration for listening to Section 312, a celebration for a celebration. You want to sing, get together with your friends, karaoke adventure. Check them out on Facebook. They have over 30 years of experience. Contact Eric St. Michaels today at 773-732-6597 and go follow them on Facebook, Karaoke Adventure at Facebook.com today to see videos and more. Book them for your next party. We do. We book them all the time. Karaoke Adventure. Check them out. Okay. NBA, guys, uh, I feel like we really don't talk about the NBA much and we're going to have to start because... Uh, I, I, w- I wish the Bulls were good so we could talk about them all the time, but the Bulls suck. They're not good. Jim Boylan just pisses me off. It's not even fun to watch the Bulls. I'm going to end up losing $130. Well, not. I think I'm only going to end up losing 70 bucks because the Bulls are going to have a better record than the Hawks, but the Bulls are probably not going to make the playoffs. Um, well, until the Hawks trade for Andre Drummond, then they might actually be good. Delonte West. Have we all seen the video? I heard I heard about it, haven't seen the video. Okay, it's bad. It's bad. Um somebody needs to help Delante because he is let me put it this way. Uh you know when you're going downtown and you see the local crackhead on the street? No, but okay. It makes the crackhead look smart. Delante you lost, West, you lost me. Delante West gets beat up in this video, gets his head like stomped into the ground. This police officer is filming him as he's giving his statement, which the police officer got suspended. Uh, this is reports; we're not political by any choice. But Delante West is very sad. Former NBA player, uh, was very close with LeBron's mom, and now he's broke on the streets. Nobody knows what happens. He looks like he's been going through a lot mentally. Maybe he's on a drug. He's a drug addict. I don't know. But athletes have been pouring all into Twitter saying that they're going to try and help him, like Des Bryant and everybody. And you know, the Delonte West video. It's sad. It's crazy. Uh, but Delonte West, shout out Delonte. Get better, man. You got a lot better things to do than uh, become living on the street there. Uh, other news, CP3 has said he will not leave OKC. He's not accepting any trade. He's staying put with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I think he should. They're in the playoff race right now. Uh, they're not going to win anything, but they are in the playoff race. Which, which who called? I told you guys OKC was going to be good, and you guys laughed at me. We did. We did laugh at you. But nobody bet pizza on it, though, so your point makes no sense. I disagree. Quentin, Quentin, Quentin bet on the Bulls, who suck. I bet on the OKC Thunder being good, and they are good. So okay, but the Bulls, Blech. the Bulls Blech. don't suck. The Bulls just aren't coached well. They kind of stink. The Bulls well, would the have five stuck. more wins with one? a different coach. You think it's that simple, Quentin? Huh? Huh? Do you? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think it's that simple because Jim Boylan couldn't coach. His head out of his ass. Oh. 
Stephen A. Smith, though, did you hear this, that he wants Giannis on the Golden State Warriors? Is that even possible? I don't even want to think that into existence, but God, I hope that doesn't happen. You know how crazy that would be? He's going to take another way. He's going to, I don't think he'll do it. I don't think he'll take an easy way out. I think he's good enough that he could beat those teams. Oh, yeah. and the, I mean, what he's been doing, what the Bucks have been doing with the roster they have, I think he, hopefully they they would be a team where you could build around Giannis instead of the idea of him leaving. Uh, trading block news, though. Derrick Rose is being the center of trade talks everywhere. Um, where will he go? The Lakers or Philly or any other team? Yeah, the Pistons stink, so they're gonna, they're apparently trying to trade everybody. They want to they want to trade Drummond. They want to trade D Rose. Um, an, I mean, an interesting team. Well, I'm gonna say the Thunder, but they have Gilgis Alexander, Chris Paul already, and Dennis uh, Dennis Schroeder. So they don't really need to do I got too a, much there. I, I got a dark I mean, horse team. Let me hear it. The Miami Heat. Yeah, end up get, getting him with uh, Jimmy Butler down there. That could be, that could be interesting. Because I like that. They or... are in the market for a point guard, and they were initially going to go after Chris Paul, but since Chris said he's staying put, that may open up trade talks for Derrick Rose. I like the idea of maybe if you send him to maybe Denver to back up back up Jamal Murray. I could see that too. Add some add some depth. To that team or even uh, Utah Utah could use a little help I just don't see the Lakers situation working out he was already with LeBron once and we saw how that turned out D Rose was with LeBron yeah in Cleveland oh yeah forgot about his Cleveland experience yeah everybody did he was on Cleveland he was on the Knicks well, I know about the I knew about the Knicks because that was obviously the first team he went to after after Chicago. But yeah, I forgot about the the Cleveland days. So Derrick Rose, we'll see where he goes. Uh, NBA All Star Weekend's coming up though in Chicago. Yeah, it is. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I am probably the most excited for this dunk contest that I have been in a very long time. Why is that? Have they announced anything yet? Dwight Howard's in it. Really? Yes. <laughs> Old man Howard? I want to see a 15-foot rim. Well, I think doesn't that mean that means Anthony Davis might do it? Cuz Anthony Davis said he'd only he'd only consider it if Dwight Howard did it. And Derrick Rose is in the skills challenge. I want Alex Caruso in the dunk contest. Is he doing it? That would be awesome. I want all super tall guys that are out of their prime. Except Alex Caruso's in his prime. Apparently, he's he's doing really well. But I want all these guys. I want. I just he's want crazy a entertaining dunk too. contest. I just. Who? I want a very entertaining dunk contest. That's all I want. Because the same. the dunk contest has sucked the past couple of years. I'm tired of seeing the same dunks over and over again. I want to see somebody throw an alley oop while the other guy does a backflip and catches the ball mid backflip and then reverse slams it. That would be cool. Oh, yeah? So, NBA All-Star Weekend, 
None of us have tickets. Very hard to get. Very expensive. We talked about it trying to do season tickets earlier uh, in the year. But now it's time to end the show on a good note. Jeremy, you chose the topic. Starting five athletes we want to see in the octagon. Well, that's what was funny is I I actually didn't choose the topic. I chose starting five cereals last week, and then I just happened to stumble upon Michael Lorenzen saying he wanted to be an MMA fighter, and I said, yo, we should talk about this. And then here we are with it being starting five. I like it. I'm not complaining, but those are the facts. Facts. (laughs) Straight facts. One through ten, Matthew Gross. Are we talking about whole numbers or all real numbers? <laughs> One through ten. I want pi. I want pi. That's my number. <laughs> 3.7. Jeremy? Uh, I'll take uh, five. The number was five. Where do you want to go? Let's go. Give me that number one slot, son. Okay. I will take number three. Matt, you are in the middle. Starting five. Athletes we want to see in the octagon. Go. DK Metcalf. Oh, that man's ripped. DK Metcalf, he's tall. He is built like a Greek god. And he's got the stamina being a receiver. He's got the reach. He's got the power. You would not want to see him if you walked into the octagon. Enough said. Enough said. I pick Carlos Zambrano. You can't have weapons. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what the rules are, but whatever he figures out. This isn't a WWE out. cage match. This is an just MMA. Don't, just don't have any Gatorade coolers laying around anywhere, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to go with Josh Hamilton. Josh Hamilton. Josh, what are you talking about 2012? Are we talking 2012 MMA here? What are you guys doing? Josh Hamilton in in the uh, octagon would be uh, fun to watch. Uh, that would be my first pick. My second pick, I would go with Earl Boykins in his prime. Well, wait, hold on. Are we doing active? Are we doing active players here or not? No, you not. Nobody ever said they had to be active. I said Carlos Zambrano. Everybody forgot about that already. Well, I guess that's what I'm saying. We're going Zambrano, Josh Hamilton, and Earl Boykins. That's no fun. What are you doing? What do you mean? I want to see the the super smelterweight division. Earl Boykins, super small. It's, it'd be like like micro wrestling. I got to see micro wrestling when I was in Indianapolis. So those are my first time. two picks: Josh time. Hamilton and Earl Boykins. See, this is where Quentin, you need to be. You need to be more specific because you said, "Oh my God!" You just said crazy. athletes. No, I'm just saying. Like you said, athletes athlete. You see in the athlete. Yeah. yeah, you didn't say anything about any any time. What ever. do you think athlete means? Anybody, any athlete. They don't have yeah, to be now, active. Currently. They don't have to be retired. Athlete. We're not talking about the past. We're talking about the present. We don't talk about few, maybe you are stuff on here. Maybe you are, but we are talking about we don't discrim. Uh, we don't. <laughs> we <laughs> we don't. <laughs> <laughs> what 
What is it? it we it don't makes, discriminate it, it, against age of athletes. Okay. It makes this it makes this segment better if we're all on the same if we're all on the same wavelength. Okay. Well, now we are all on the same wavelength that it's any athlete. Well, no, we've already started. We're not changing. Not changing it now. Well, yeah, of course. Matt, yeah, you're number it's two. It's never changed. It's any athlete, um, past, present, or future. Um, maybe not future, because that hasn't happened yet. Um, um, ah, dang it. Who was? Who's the uh, Addison Russell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If he can beat his wife, I want to see what he can do to some other athlete in. Uh, in the ring. Dude, that's oh fucked boy. up. Oh, boy. It is oh fucked boy. up. It's not funny, but, oh I mean, boy. hey, if he can throw hands, let's see what he can do against somebody's own size. Dude, that's fucked up. That is fucked up. It was an unfair fight the first time, but uh, I think he'll get what he deserves the second time around. Okay. Okay. Um, to, get us, uh, to get us back on track here. Oh, uh, I was on track. He's a go- current athlete for you, too. To well, okay, and and last thing I'm going to say on it too. What the post that I, I I mentioned Quentin on was the question was which MLB player would you want to see in the MMA? Which current MLB player? That was where this all stemmed from, and now all of a sudden it's figuratively any athlete that's ever played ever. So, um, but carrying on uh, to go with DK Metcalf, my starting five uh, current athletes that i would like to see uh in mma we're sticking with baseball well actually not sticking with baseball we're going yasiel puig Ah, he was on my list as the number two pick mr yasiel puig and the greek freak Giannis. length alone Giannis would be scary in a in a cage you wouldn't be able to touch him I uh, I don't know of any athletes other than the, those two that I uh, that I said, but I'm gonna try to go by size here. Try to f- think of what athletes are huge. Um, well, bigger doesn't always mean better. That's true. Um. <laughs> Poor Addison's going to get his ass LOL. beat. Insert um, joke here. <laughs> um, what about owners of athletes? Can we can we select what? one of those? What the no. fuck are you talking no. about? Why? God damn. No. Okay, I'll put that I'll, I'll put that as a honorable mention then. Um, no. That's, that's, <laughs> just, an honor, that's a whole other subcategory. What are you doing? What the that's f- fine. I'll leave it as an off-topic thing. Um uh, let's see my third pick. Um, I don't know of any. Literally any athlete. Literally Holy any athlete? shit, Matt! <laughs> what? You're about to get the boot. Really? That that that's a. Uh, we need to avoid that. Um. Uh. Fine. Uh. Uh. Chato Chosinko. That would be a good one because nobody can guard 85. Yeah, um, watch out for that guy. 
And he's trying to be a kicker now. Yeah. Well, no, he missed. He purposely didn't show up to his XFL tryout, so we don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. Um. Fuck, I had it in my head. Oh, my third pick, Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think he would do very well in the octagon. <laughs> yes. Alex Ovechkin would be a good one. <laughs> I would put my money down on Alex Ovechkin in the fight. It would certainly be interesting. And my fourth pick for athletes that I want to see in the octagon. I'm going to go Michael Phelps. Hmm. If Michael Phelps can outrace a shark... What can he do against the common man? <laughs> a Dude, that guy's shark. a freaking rock. You're not, you're not going to penetrate that guy. That guy's just going to stand there and laugh at you. Um, uh, I'm going to go with a fictional athlete because you said any athlete. Oh Jesus! A fictional Christ. athlete? What do you, no, this is what, all this right, is what all I'm right. trying to talk about. I want right, Air right. Bud. I want Air Bud in the octagon. <laughs> All right, I'll leave it as a honorable mention again. No, no. <laughs> the honorable mention doesn't matter, man. They're on the bench. They're ineligible to play. God it's not damn. even the same category. Piss off with your technicalities, <laughs> I'm just uh, trying to play a fair game. It's a technical foul. No sign, no sign stealing over here. Okay. All right. Um, let's. Uh, Let's go with, uh, let's see here. How about, um, uh, what about, um, um, I forget his first name. I'm just going to say his, uh, initials. Uh, is it, is it RG3? Is, yes. is that, is that Robert is? Griffin? Yeah, <laughs> Robert Griffin the third. <laughs> Not I the like second it. one, but the third one. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right. So for my last two picks, I'm going to go with the recently married two-star athlete, Tim Tebow. Oh, God. If the, man, if the man can play two sports, he's got the power of God on his side. Why not? See what he can do in the octagon. <laughs> I'll take I'll take Tim Tebow for my fourth pick. And for my fifth pick, we are going to go out on a limb here and take Mr. Joey Logano from NASCAR. He seems to be getting in a lot of, a lot of scuffles lately the last, the last couple seasons there. So if you think you can scuffle against other NASCAR drivers, you know what you do. You settle it in the octagon. That's what I want to see. In full uniform and everything. <laughs> for my uh, for my fifth pick, I'm gonna go with um, uh, St. Louis Blues player David Perron. He can pick a fight. Somebody messes with him, and he picked the fight with the wrong guy, and he beat the piss out of him. Poor lad. But uh, he can throw a punch. So let's see what he can do in the ring. Okay. For my last pick of athletes that I want to see in the octagon, 
I want to see the big show. WWE's the big show at like 400 pounds, seven feet tall. He is the modern day Andre the Giant. He is what Andre the Giant would almost look like if he was in the octagon. How are you going to take that down? Dang, he's going to sit on Addison Russell. So that... Speaking of fighting, did anyone see the fight between Kansas and Kansas State? Uh, I got the update for it, but I didn't see it. Absolutely wild. Okay, I got to check that out. Matt, get us out of here so I could check that out. All right. Honorable mention fantasy uh, player uh, would be a happy Gilmore. And I, I absolutely want Stan Kroenke to get the shit beat out of him. But um, outside of that um, spiel, thank you for listening to Section 312. This is Chicago's newest sports podcast. Thank you for listening. You can check out some more Section 312 on our social media. It is Section 312 Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can check us out on the uh, you know podcasts, uh, wherever you get the uh, podcast from. You can download it there. And uh, you can check us out on the MWSN, Midwest Sports Network. You can check out their website, mwsn.net, because .com is too mainstream. Uh, you got to check that out. Uh, you can check out the um, uh, different podcasts from different markets on there, too. And don't forget, we do have a merchandise store, you guys. Section 312.com slash store. Get your merch on. And that is this week's episode of Section 312. Tune in next week as we discuss everything in the realm of Chicago sports and Matt's St. Louis teams, I guess, that are in his moments every single week. Uh, This is Section 312.